Welcome to Picks with the Professor, the podcast where a real statistics professor and his friend Jake give you sports betting tips. I'm Professor Sides. You can follow me and find all my picks on Twitter at Professor Sides. You can follow my friend Jake on Twitter at my friend underscore Jake. Today is Tuesday, February 22nd, 2022, and this episode covers today's best college basketball bets. In case you're new here, I built a mathematical model that predicts what the spread and total should be for every Division I college basketball game. That information, along with a graded A, B, or C pick for each of today's games not covered in this episode, is available on the Google Sheet linked in the show's description. A picks are the ones I love, B picks are the ones I like, and C picks are the links. However, please remember that good and bad variants will occur, so as much as I'd like to say the model will be profitable each and every day, that is an impossible reality for any gambler. Uh, Jake, yesterday the model did pretty well, 17, 12, and 1 on all picks. That was plus 7.7 units, so a good day for the model yesterday. Uh, you got one thing from yesterday for us? Yeah, um, this is the best time of year, right? Like, this is when <laughs> basketball gets fun. Like, I mean, we, I mean, we had some bad luck yesterday, like Texas Southern up 20, and then we lose, it wins by two. And then uh, I got lucky with Ohio State playing terrible throughout the game and then covering. And, you know, just all sorts of games like that. Uh, like Florida State getting blown out by uh, Boston College. Nobody saw that coming. Yeah. So this, this is the time of year weird things happen in basketball, and it's great, and I love it. Yeah, I being on Indiana plus seven – gets to overtime and and, and i i don't even know what to say like i, I gave it an a pick and I, i'm standing by that like anytime you take plus seven yeah you take plus seven you get to overtime that's that's you ha- you nailed the handicap and yeah. then it just went off the rails at the end of the game of course you're rooting for any the game just to end you're like i don't even care who wins just somebody win and then things fall apart in overtime and then the texas southern one just the apex went oh and three yesterday and Texas Southern was when you said they were up 20, they were up 20 with like six and a half minutes to go. And then it got tied. And, 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 and we texted about this last night and you mentioned this is not the first time Texas Southern has done this to us. So, I mean, that's a mental note of Texas Southern good. And then just stops playing. I, I don't, I don't know. I, I feel like, especially for those of you on YouTube, you could see my face at this point, the auto people are going to miss this, but I feel like I just want 30 seconds of like that Justin Timberlake meme face of just the like, <laughs> you know, just sadness of what the heck happened there. We got to move on today. Overall, still the model did well. Um, before we get to today's slate, reminder, please hit that like button if you're on YouTube, subscribe or follow if you aren't yet. We appreciate both of those things and they help us out greatly. Share with a friend if you know others in the game and drop a comment if you're on YouTube. We love those and try to respond to as many as we can or tweet at us. We try to respond to those as well, too. Uh, game breakdowns yesterday, Jake, we both went three and two. Although I am still bitter about Indiana, I will be bitter about that for a long time. Um, I just I said we should move on, and then I'm not going to move. On. <laughs> Tonight we've got seven Eastern, six Central, Michigan State at Iowa. Iowa has been a fantastic over team. I see no reason to change that up. I'm taking over 153. The model thinks 156 is where the number should be. The model is 15 and three in Iowa over edges, even nine and six in Michigan State over edges. I think don't overthink this one. The number has not caught up. There should be a lot of points. Iowa looks worse defensively every game. They look better offensively every game. That's a great recipe for an over. Jake, who covers this one with Iowa being a six and a half point home favorite? I, I really like Iowa at home and like it was a fluke. They got drilled last time at home and I don't think that happens again. And Michigan State doesn't travel well, and they're also struggling real bad here. Uh, they're like 
on the year they're averaging like 66, giving up 66 points. But if you look at their last five, they're up around 71, 72. So that's a that's a big jump. So yeah. that, that that really plays well for your over. If they give up in the 70s, you really just need a 10 point win. And you're like you're pretty good. Um, yeah. I, I was like you said very good at home, nine and six against the spread. They are an offensive team that's really great at taking the ball, so they don't give it. They're taking care of the ball, and they don't give up extra shots. They don't shoot the three quite as well as they did last year and in previous years, but they've also got a guy in Keegan Murray that just can create his own shot at, at will, it seems like, and he does it quietly, which is wild. He'll just all of a sudden, halfway through the second half, and you're like, oh, yeah, Keegan Murray's got 25. But how'd that happen? Yeah. But uh, he's very good. They've got the better, better player. We should say struggling. It's – going to be Iowa all the way here. Yep, yep. And I like to, as, as most of us who look at the Ken Palm numbers, I don't put any of these in the actual model because uh, I, the books use Ken Palm numbers so much, and, and I don't want to use the same information they're using, but I do like to look at it and just kind of see how it backs up. But you look at Ken Palm's offensive ratings and Michigan State's um, almost a full standard deviation above average, and Iowa State's well over that. It's talking about Iowa's offense being so great, and, and his numbers back that up as well. So you like Iowa to cover six and a half. I like that game to get over. At the same time slot here, we have Arkansas at Florida. I'm going over in this one as well. Slightly different bend for me on it, though. The model makes us 140, so that's quite a difference. So I'm going to take a, over 136. Both teams have been under teams, but this is a case where I think the number has gone too far. Um, I'll mention this uh, later on today in the show. I think it's kind of a similar case, but it's just it's why I built the model. Because when you see a team trending, you know, over, 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 under, under, over, covering or, or not, it's really hard to tell game to game if you're just eyeballing it when the number has overreacted when the number's gone too far and that's why the model exists so that we can kind of know those things so in the previous game i don't think the number's gone far enough the math still says um that that we can get over even though those teams have been over this one is a little bit of a different direction i think these teams have been under but the numbers come down too far and so i think we're going to take advantage of that overreaction i'm gonna take over 136 uh, I think we can comfortably get there and get up around 140. With regards to the game, Arkansas is a one-point road favorite. Florida, we talked about this on Saturday, not an intimidating place to play, but got a huge home win. Another big game for them to try to make their uh, tournament case. Can Arkansas go on the road and get the victory, or does Florida get another big home victory? I, I think our, I'm leaning Arkansas here. This line at one really kind of confused me. I thought – like Arkansas, the way they're playing right now, their defense is just incredible. Like if you start looking at what they've done the last three, five games, their defense is up there at the top two, three, and they force an incredible amount of turnovers. And their offense is catching up. They're getting some big play. I mean, they've like everybody. I've gone on and on about how great JD Note is. He's incredible. But that Tennessee win they had on Saturday, where they scored, they only scored fifty-eight. But he really wasn't involved that much outside the opening stretch where he lots of he had lots of fouls and yeah, fouling out. out. Yeah, so like, yeah, that one hurt. I, I, we both had Tennessee on that one, and I thought, yeah. given how bad Note played, I thought Tennessee has yeah. this, and then Tennessee. still couldn't do it. Yeah, a real testament to Arkansas over. for sure. Yeah, but uh, I mean, so that uh, tells me the whole team's playing better. They, they've got a good matchup with uh, Williams for Castleton. Like Castleton probably will win the matchup, but he, he's going to have to work hard at it. And Williams is a very good defensive player. He take, he's, I think he's up there in the top for league, like taking charges, which means he's really smart defensively. 
and positioning himself well. Um, and Florida can be very sloppy with the ball with the guards. Like, and, and we saw they're not that great of a defense. I mean, Jabari Smith, uh, Walker Kessler had a bad game, but and Auburn as a whole had just a terrible game. That was just an ugly game. But uh, Jabari Smith lit him up for 28, and I don't see any any way any reason that Jetty Note doesn't get close to that, if not more. And I think Arkansas is just so much of a better team, and I don't understand why the minus one like. If if even if you're playing letdown spots, you would think Florida would be in a bigger right. letdown spot because Tennessee's not a rival or a huge game for Arkansas. It was right. just kind of there. So I, I don't I don't know. I'm all over Arkansas here. That's that's not beating the number one team in the country <laughs> or yeah. number two or whatever, depending on the yeah. ball you're using, right? Yeah, I, I love. We, we don't really talk about what we're going to say, but I love when I take a total and then you take a side and you basically give all the arguments also for why the total is going to hit. I love it, right? You talked about Arkansas forcing a lot of turnovers. A lot of turnovers leads to quick points. Talked about Florida's bad defense. So yeah, you give you give some great ammunition to why the over hits as well, and you like Arkansas. So there's a couple of good plays for you on that game. Uh, 8 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Central. We have Oklahoma at Texas Tech. Texas Tech is a 10-point home favorite. It's quite a large number for a conference game, but the way they've been playing, um, it's definitely tough to go against them. I've got another over for you, over 130 and a half. The model makes it 132. This total is about as high as I want to go. If this number keeps climbing up, that's going to become a no play for me, depending on what the number does. I never really know. You never know with, with these um, so many college basketball games, uh, smaller amounts of money move the numbers. You never know what people are going to do with their money, right? So so if this number continues to go up, it's harder to buy into. Um, 130 and a half, 131 is about kind of my limit there. Um, I think it should be 132. I think that Tech's offense has been playing a little better lately. And so I think we can get over the number there um, in this one. Jake, can Tech cover 10? Yeah, I think they do it. I think they do it easily. I think uh, I think they're going to be angry about how what happened in the last Oklahoma game. They're going to come out. They're going to play uh, just that incredible defense they they go out there with. Like that's that's a given every night. You're going to run into this just in your face, no no room to breathe defense, and and it's going to be all sorts of turnovers that they're going to force. And then with the crowd at home, because from my understanding, I've never been to Lubbock, but I don't understand that there's anything there. To Nothing do to do there. This game. So uh crowd's gonna get into it and it's gonna get rolling. And they're finally you're finally getting to see a Texas Tech offense that's getting all their pieces to get playing yep. together more more than like a couple of games. So they've got they're getting rolling because they're getting used to playing with each other and this could be the right time for them to do that going into the tournament season. But I really like this Texas Tech team. And if I'm remembering this OU Tech the first time, was this the one where the uh, the big lumberjack didn't do anything? Was that was yeah. that, that game? Yeah, and that, and that was so surprising. Uh, if he gets going, um, it'll be interesting to see how Tech handles that. You know, do they do they just focus on taking him out of the game and saying the rest of you guys can't beat us again? Um, the way that they were able to, uh, you know, handle them in, in, in Norman or, or not. So it'll, it'll be an interesting uh, cat and mouse type thing, though, what Tech's defensive plan is um, for that one. And then we've also got at that same time slot, Villanova at UConn. 7 p.m. Central. I've got this as a wrong team favorite game. I've got Villanova. Yesterday I had them as a two-point favorite. Updated the numbers this morning. Numbers are a little bit, um, a little more bearish on them than they were last night. Still a one-point favorite, though. So I think Nova should be favored in this game. They're getting two points. It's a B pick for me on Villanova. If you looked at this last night, they were out to two and a half even money. I think I saw a three scattered out there. If you get up to three, 
Um, that's an A-pick. So uh, we'll see where the number goes today. But to me, the key is that the wrong team is favorite. I think Villanova goes on the road and gets the victory. It's not easy to get road victories in conference play against good teams. I just think Villanova is in a different class as UConn. They might actually be healthy. I, I feel like I should knock on what hold my breath on that one. Villanova is like Baylor, one of those teams where it's like every time you turn around, something else is happening. But if Villanova might question mark actually be healthy <laughs> like i'll believe it when i see it if they are i think they're just a lot better than uconn i think they can go on the road and get the win jake what do you say yeah yeah i'm with you on villanova i, I believe they are i mean colin gillespie's still listed on the injury report but he's played the last few games and he had a career high in the last one so i, I don't know that the injuries bother his ankles really bothering him that much if not i'm scared to see what happens when he's right there. exactly um, but I mean, this Villanova offense is something to behold. They're just they they've been together for so long. They play together so well. Jay Wright, Wright is just an incredible coach, and they they are hitting their shots right now. They're hitting almost nine or a little over nine threes a game is their average, and they're hitting them at a 37 percent clip. So that's just it's really hard to stop because then that brings everybody out to the perimeter and opens up so much space, um, and they don't turn the ball over. They just refused to do it which is great and then they hit 82 almost 83 percent of their free throws on the year and like anytime a tight game you want to start looking at free throws when the spread's tight and that that is a sign of a great team because one their best players are always on the floor because they hit the free throws they don't there's nobody you can like okay we're going to get the ball to force the ball to this guy and then foul him no you're just you're stuck there and so you've got to really put them away early if you're going to do it. And UConn just doesn't have the the horses to do that. And they showed in the last game, and I think that I think it was a 12 or 13 point victory for Villanova. Um, and all of UConn's guards, I think uh, I can't say all, but uh, most of them had four fouls at the end of the game. And I think Villanova had 27 free throws. They hit 25 of them or something crazy. And I think you're going to see a lot of the same kind of patterns there because. The way Hurley has his defense coach is very aggressive, very in your face, and Villanova's guards are smart enough to take advantage of that, and it's it's going to be very similar to what happened in that game, and I I, I could almost see Villanova winning about about the same amount. Um, but uh, the two point getting two points in your pocket would be really helpful. And that's an interesting nugget, right? A lot of times people will look back at the first matchup and they will see something like Villanova taking a bunch of free throws, and they'll say. That's not replicable, right? The the refs will be different, blah, blah, blah. But sometimes you look at it and you say, no, it will play out the same way. And here's why. So it's an interesting nugget there that you think it will play out the same way because of the style of defense that UConn plays. Like you said, the experience of the guards, Jay Wright being a great coach and saying, we're going to attack that and either force them. It, 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 I mean, that sounds like the perfect game plan if you're, if you're Jay Wright, right? You know, we're going to attack that. We're going to either force them to not be aggressive, do what they don't want to do. Or we're going to get them all in foul trouble, and either one is kind of a win-win. You got to say whichever one is, is fine with me. Um, you talked about Villanova's offense, uh, one of the most efficient offenses in the country. They do play slow. Both teams have a good defense, but I'm with you. I think Villanova's offense is the different make, difference maker in this one to get the road victory. And that takes us to our talk me out of segment here. Late game for you that should be interesting. 9 p.m. Eastern, 8 p.m. Central. Boise State is a two-point favorite. The model only makes it Boise minus about a half a point with a total of 121. That's what the model says. The actual total is 119 and a half. So, Jake, you like Boise on this one. The model has a slight San Diego State edge. Talk me out of San Diego State plus two. 
Well, first, I just want to point out that I am still on fire with these picks. I was I was wondering if you were going to go. If you're just be like, so, so I, I, I did the show really today. Like, I want. <laughs> yeah, I'm just going to have this whole like, I'm working on. I've got a the printer, just a banner. It's just going to show like, just trust me here. Like, um, I, I like it. So many days in a row without a loss. But uh, yeah. So, like, this is probably the best game of the night. I, I'm excited to watch this. Not from an offensive standpoint. You've got two of the best defenses in the nation going at it. But San Diego State being the be- the best defensive efficient team. Uh, team in the nation right now, and they both force about uh, 14, 15 turnovers a game. Um, San Diego State uh, turns it over just a little bit more, um, like, like a turnover to a game, which when you're looking at a two-point spread can really be the difference of the week in it. Uh, Boise State has been shooting a lot better here recently. They're hitting 47.5% of their threes um, in their last three. Like I don't think that keeps up, but I definitely don't think it's going to drop down to the 33 and a half they're averaging on the year. I think it's going to settle in closer to 35, 36. And that's extra points in their pocket, um, and their free throw shooting has come around. And this is the big one of the biggest reasons that I I really like Boise here. They uh, at home things are a little easier. You don't have the crowds yelling at you. And in the last three, they're hitting uh, they're almost 10 percentage points up. From their 68 they're at, they're closer to 78. So this is like a big change in the game because now they can – when they are aggressive on offense, they're not – it's not, oh, no, I got fouled. It's, okay, we, we're going to get one, maybe two of these every time. And so I really think it comes down to home court and the better free throw shooting with like the kind of hot shooting Boise State's got going. And San Diego State's defense, if you haven't watched them, it's really good. And it feeds their offense. So if Boise can hold on to the ball and not turn it over as much as uh, – or wins the turnover battle, they'll they'll cover this fairly easy. All right. I, I think I'm with you there. I will also take – I will also lay the two with Boise. The model also has a slight overage here, but I don't think it's adjusted well enough. Both these teams have been pretty far under. Uh, my numbers, I have the San Diego State's actually been six and a half points – lower than my number Boise State four points lower both offenses are actually fairly efficient both are above average Boise State's solidly above average and I think that's why the math is saying that uh the number should be a little bit higher than this but I think the number is probably pretty spot on so I'm going to stay away from the total on this one um I don't like the number of taking only two I don't think there's a lot of value in that I think you're right I think Boise gets the win and at that point laying two is not too complicated we just have to hope they don't win by one so I'm with you I will Lay the two with Boise. If nothing else, I'm just going to roll with you until until you have a, a disaster. You had one loss last week, but that loss was fluky with that crazy last second shot. So yeah. at least until you get blown out one of these, Still I'll just keep rolling with you. Yeah, yeah exactly. We'll bore both of those into our game breakdown records, which takes us to the overtime A plays. Yesterday, 0-2 in this segment, but my goodness, we talk about good and bad variants, and yesterday was just a bad variant stay on both of these. Right. This is not one of those trying to make excuses things. It's just pointing out, Colgate yesterday got ahead. It was a big number, got ahead of the number, um, and then got backdoored. They just took a little bit too long to get rolling yesterday. And that Texas Southern we already covered was just some of the worst luck. I don't know if I've ever seen – it's probably happened before, but I'm not sure I've noticed a 20-point lead turn into a tie game in six minutes like that. Um, Purdue did it, which is fun. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Um, just some bad dreams today. We're going to get back on the right track with that today. I've got four A plays for you. The first one. 
7 p.m. Eastern, 6 p.m. Central, Charleston plus one at Northeastern. Northeastern has been very bad. We are six and one on A or B fades of them. I think the number hasn't caught up yet, and the wrong team is favored here. Jake, I don't know if you have anything to add on that one. Yeah, yeah. Charles, like, I don't understand where this line came from. Northeastern's bad. Charleston's not that bad. Yep. Yep. Uh, same time slot, seven Eastern, six Central. Rhode Island plus eight at St. Bonaventure. We're six and three on A fades of the Bonnies. I like the number. I like that it's up at eight. That gives us a good chance that they maybe stop fouling, even if they are down late or they can still cover eight. Maybe they win. Maybe they lose close. There's a lot of different avenues to get the victory there. We faded the Bonnies a lot lately, and it's mostly worked. So I think I'm going to hope that continues on. What do you think? I'm, I'm actually riding the Bonnies here. I've, they, keep, they are uh, moving up. They're playing better. And I mean, obviously, their starting five is incredible. This, and if you don't get them in foul trouble, I don't see Rhode Island having the talent to do that. Yep, yep, just a large number there, I guess, is the value play for me. And then at 7, Eastern 6 Central, same time slot as all these other ones so far. Uh, Richmond, I'm laying 5.5 at George Washington. George Washington's actually been pretty solid. They've got a profitable team. I still think this should be 7. I think there's some value here um, at this number. I think Richmond, uh, better team, goes on the road, gets an easy victory. Yeah, I'm with you on it. It hurt me because I've been liking to play this George Washington team. Yeah. They've been making me money. But Richmond is the right play here. They're much better team. Yep, and then the A-plus play of the day. Most of these have been doing pretty well lately for us. Still at same time slot, all the A-plays early on in the night, 6 p.m. Central. Toledo, I'm laying a big number, 11.5 at Western Michigan. I'm 6-3-1 backing Toledo. They've overperformed my numbers. I think this line should be more like 15. They won for us earlier in the year on the A-plus play of the day. I think they can get it done again against a very bad Western Michigan team. Yes, yeah, you took the words out of my mouth. They're very bad. Toledo's got a good offense. They'll cover this fairly easily. There you go. And then that takes us to buzzer beaters. My buzzer beaters were one and one yesterday. I've got three for you today. The best B side all time were 14 and 10 on these. I've got Nevada as a pick'em versus UNLV. I think they're a lot better than UNLV. They're at home. This line doesn't make sense to me. With Shurfield back, he's that gives them makes them better than the numbers give them credit for. Um, if you look at Nevada's numbers without him, that's a different story. But with him, I think they're the better team at home. I think they get that done. I've got the total of the day. Uh, totals, B totals went nine and two yesterday. I happened to pick the one loser. That was unfortunate, but overall the totals really good yesterday at 8 PM central. I've got under 143 in the Kansas state, Kansas game. Uh, I mentioned this earlier. The model hasn't really done well on these two totals, but the numbers is too high. Uh, again, it's why I built the model to know that, Hey, yes, I know these have been over teams, but the number has adjusted. I think that's way too many points in a rivalry game. Yeah. And then some afternoon delight. The over 149 and a half in St. Thomas at North Dakota. Uh, the numbers have kind of balanced out on these two teams. Uh, St. Thomas plays a little bit slow, but they have a good offense and an awful defense. North Dakota has no defense. I think this gets over 150. Those are my three buzzer beaters. Jake, what are yours? Yeah, well, 0 for 2 yesterday, so I'm going to try to turn that around. I, I really like this Buffalo team now. They have, I believe they've figured something out on both ends of the floor. I think they're going to run away from this Miami team, uh, Miami of Ohio, um, and cover the five very easy. And I'm going with Texas A&M here. I know like they're not the greatest offense and lane 11 is rough, but Georgia doesn't have a good, has a bad offense and a bad defense and they make it for it with the poor shooting. So it's, I think Texas A&M has got a good enough defense that will, they'll cover this. 
Jake throwing shade here to close out the episode. I like it. <laughs> That's all we've got for you today. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of Picks with the Professor. Reminder, check out that Google Sheet for picks and totals on all of today's games not covered in this episode. If you haven't done so yet, click that subscribe button for a new episode every weekday of the college basketball season and that live Q&A episode on Saturday mornings, 9 a.m. Eastern, 8 a.m. Central on YouTube. We will see you tomorrow. Until then, remember, you can eat your betting money, but please don't bet your eating money.